As some of you may recall from our series premiere teaser sort of thing that we put out a long, long time ago, we mentioned something about a tunnel that we had once dug in our backyard, and how it wasn't perhaps a big tunnel, but yeah, it was still a good tunnel. Today we're finally going to talk about the history of that tunnel, and how it involves our third sibling, Christine, who isn't really a part of this show, um, but you know, she's still a sibling, she counts. She's important, and uh, yeah, welcome to Blonde But Not Forgotten, the episode about Christine Turek. Yes, and she knows about this podcast, she is not impressed, she doesn't care. She went to a different college than us to be away from us. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm graduated now, I finally got my diploma in the mail, that was very nice. Yay. And Luke is in his final year at Grace College right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people knew that we were siblings. We hung out a lot. We get along. People knew that we were brother and sister. And Christine did not want to be known as a Turek kid. You know, she didn't want to be known as our sister because she had that her whole life growing up in a small town. Yeah. And I experienced this to a slight degree Um, When Luke was a freshman and I was a junior, because uh, with my health issues, I had pretty much just been hibernating in my dorm the semester I was there as a sophomore. So junior year, I was finally, you know, around people more. And so was Luke for the first time as a very popular freshman. Yeah, I don't really know what happened because, like, I did a bunch of theater stuff my freshman year um i mean i had a fairly leading role in the first production i was in had a ton of fun with it and then sophomore year i just didn't have the time uh and haven't made time really since then but um yeah like hung out with people like theater people were a fun time loved hanging out with them and now i just don't really talk to them like I, i'm not against it by any means but i'm like i'm like oh yeah, there's that person that's cool yeah luke's not an outgoing individual Nerp. so it was funny to see him being known as black stash who would next become captain hook in this uh peter pan play so he was known as the black stash even though he has you know no actual facial hair i still can't grow facial hair <laughs> So they'd paint on a different patterned mustache every night for the play, and it was hilarious. But, you know, he's playing the swashbuckling captain, and a bunch of people thought that he was like his character. So they expected, like, a very confident, outgoing guy. That's because, like, not going to lie, I had so much fun playing that character because I got to be so over-the-top and melodramatic. I got to be British, and I got to be all snooty and smart, and I got to disrespect my underlings, and, like, it's a lot of fun just being this stupid, over-the-top pirate character, which is very much not my, you know, normal personality. I am very quiet, I just sit in my room and I watch YouTube videos. That's what I do. So, it was really weird, as when we grew up, people would, you know, meet me first, and then they'd meet you. So coming to high school, you came in and, I, and you were just kind of brought into speech and drama, mm-hmm. theater, whatever, band. Like, 
you were probably going to join those things anyway. Oh, but yeah. Because people had already known me, they knew you as Sarah's little brother. Mm-hmm. But at college, I was known as Luke's sister, and it was super weird. Yeah, I mean, except for, like, me getting integrated in your friend group, which was a massive boon to my social life, other than that, it's just kind of how you described it. Yeah, so... Christine, I can understand why she would want to go to a completely different college in a completely different state to, you know, set up her own person, uh, not personality, to set up her own identity, not, you know, related to us. What was funny was, even in our small town, where people, you know, knew that we were related, people didn't usually immediately put it together that Christine was our little sister because she was blonde. Mm-hmm. The only blonde one out of the entire family. Mom had dark hair, Dad had dark hair, we both have dark hair. Well, to be fair, all of us in the family started out blonde when we were little kids, and then as we got older, it got darker. True, except for Christine. She started out as a redhead, and then turned blonde. And then she's pretty much stayed blonde. Like, it's gotten a tiny bit darker, but she's still blonde. Mm -hmm. So we sometimes joke that she's adopted, because she doesn't match. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But she's visibly related to us. We all have very similar faces. Christine and I are about the same height. Okay, she's an inch taller now. It's not fair. No, we look very similar. Uh, The thing is, because she's blonde, she's got very, very blonde, faint eyebrows. So that is enough of a distinguishing feature that she doesn't immediately get recognized as my sister i guess i don't know it's because she's blonde she she doesn't immediately get recognized as my sister so it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. and so that is why she is blonde but not forgotten she can be a very good annoying little sister sometimes but when she's not she's great Mm -hmm. one of the examples of this is when we all worked for pretty much an entire summer to dig a tunnel ah yes now I think all we had was one shovel, maybe two, mm-hmm. like a spade, like not a yeah. large shovel. I figure we probably used little like sandbox type things too to like clear out dirt. We might have tried, but wasn't it like, like a pretty dense soil? Yeah. It, okay. So, you know, Eastern Montana is an arid, dry, pretty much desert climate. So it's just pretty much going to have rock hard ground unless you're watering it, unless you're irrigating your fields for crops or whatever. So we were digging through... There was a fair amount of clay, actually. I found yeah. that interesting. Like, once you get down a little bit, past the topsoil, it was clay and just really dry rock. Mm-hmm. Well, not rock, but really dry dirt. And this was in our backyard behind the garage. And past our backyard is a little alleyway and then the local baseball field. So if someone was walking by in this alleyway or whatever, they could probably see us digging and digging and digging if nothing else they would see the big dirt pile that was accumulating Mm. and i know i know we got it to where all three of us fit inside of it below the surface of the ground i think i don't remember if it started like this but i know i remember one day it was raining a lot outside which you know softens up the ground i remember i was just like you know kind of playing in the mud then we also did a bunch of digging, and I think that might have been where it started. And like, oh, hey, we got this hole. Let's just keep going. And then... Oh, well, I know we definitely... Typically, if you're 
looking at the backyard, like back left corner, we typically would dig there every summer. But for some reason, we were digging more on the right side behind the garage. Mm -hmm. And that's where our big tunnel went. Because I know on the left corner, I did a time capsule. I did whatever. Like we almost every summer, we would dig a hole mm -hmm. and then fill it back up again. We were smart kids. But we were really little, too. Like, this is before we were really, like, involved in stuff. So, you know, just small, industrious little children just digging. Before we had social lives, we dug. <laughs> and with this tunnel, I distinctly remember the feeling of, you know, jumping down in to the main hole and then going off to that, like, the beginnings of the tunnel, like the mm -hmm. side tunnel thingy, because that was carved out enough that I could fit into that cubby hole completely mm -hmm. and not be in the main hole. And then you and Christine could fit in the main hole. So right. yeah, all three kids fit. Yeah. It was pretty steep. It was almost straight down though. Yeah. We dug it pretty much straight down and then good, sideways out for the tunnel. Good two, three feet down. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. At this age, we had no concept of, you know, like, electrical wires or plumbing or gas lines or anything that were potentially around us mm -hmm. and then one day some responsible adult walked by in the alleyway and saw our huge dirt pile yep and then he what did he do did he like tell our parents that we should probably stop digging so we didn't kill ourselves. Something like that. I honestly don't know what the story was. I just remember our parents told us that we had to fill it back in and we were super bummed. Yeah, because we didn't know about danger. We just wanted to dig a tunnel. Because, Luke, do you remember your absurd plan to somehow dig a tunnel, like, multiple miles to your best friend's house? Um, that, that sounds like something I would have come up with, yes. And, you know, we were and, diligently you know, toiling away. We hadn't gotten more than, you know, two, three feet. I think technically that tunnel had been dug starting in the right direction. Oh, yeah, it totally had. Like, we, yeah. we were, we had a plan and we were working towards it. We were just I mean, too we little. we didn't know about, like, support bracings or anything like that. All we knew was oh, dig. Oh, no. All we knew was dig. I'm pretty sure we were digging that tunnel. And then there was also the gold sluice box thing behind the garage yeah. from our uncle mm -hmm. so like it was just a very western mm -hmm. type thing because there's the sluice box meant to use to you know find gold from the yellowstone river and then we're yeah very very much like a sort of prospector vibe yeah and i don't know i think i'd like to go i mean we've been in tunnels we've been in mines yeah on tours but I don't know. I still think it'd be super cool to try going spelunking or something, you know, with someone who knew what they were doing, but just kind of go exploring to get a little bit of that tunnel explorer thing going again. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I would just hate to have to go through one of those things where it's like some super narrow passage where you have to like squeeze your way through. I would not like that. Mm, probably too narrow, not. Too deep. Too dark. <laughs> I would like a well-lit tunnel, please. Preferably I want a, very a wide open one. cave. <laughs> I want a very big cave. Actually, a cavern. I want a cavern. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a cave somewhere where they rigged, like, a pipe organ. Yeah, I remember showing you that video. Yeah, that's super cool. I'd like to go there. Yeah, I think it's in, like, West Virginia, maybe? I certainly don't know. 
But back to, you know, endeavors with Christine, we also, when we were little, of course, and didn't understand, you know, physics or danger, we tried to make a hang glider all on our own. I feel like this stemmed from an earlier endeavor of mine involving a bunch of my elementary school classmates and us trying to fly using only our hooded sweatshirts by sticking our hands in our pockets and just spreading them out to the side. It's kind of like a wingsuit, you know, that's sort of a V thing. Uh-huh, but, you know, not airtight. <laughs> yeah, our idea is just, my idea was just run into the wind as fast as possible and then just find something to, like, jump off of and to see if you could generate any lift. There were a couple times where we were like, hey, we feel air resistance. We must be close. So we would just redouble our efforts to just sprint across the playground as teachers watching just, what are those kids doing? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure since there's not a lot of trees and things to stop the wind out here mm. that we had gotten, I don't know, I remember hearing 40 miles an hour or something about the time that we were doing this and we were like, yeah, perfect hang glider weather. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what we used to try to build the hang glider? I remember we used a garden tool handle where the business end had fallen off and we used dad's old like army blanket thing that he had and we just like tied that yes like by the corners or whatever did we also use like a tarp yeah because well no we didn't use a tarp dad's camouflage blanket had little string mm -hmm. ties at every corner yeah. and at the midpoint along the sides so we thought that was perfect to tie onto this rake handle mm -hmm. or whatever and again face the wind let the thing catch air and run into the wind and hopefully generate upward lift it took all three of us hanging on to not have it blow away i don't remember that part but that makes sense yeah we were just using surface <laughs> area ratios yeah but we didn't use a tarp we used the rain flap of a camping tent uh, yeah. and since it's technically watertight rain proof yeah. it was much better as a windbreaker than that camouflage blanket mm. so it pulled us even more right so then it just turned into a thing of us just struggling to like walk against the wind mm. you know standing shoulder to shoulder yeah. holding on step step just going into the wind yeah, obviously we didn't get off the ground mm. but it was it was a lot of fun yeah and then you wanted to take it you, you wanted to climb up one of the like light towers in the baseball field behind her house and use it as a parachute yeah i still think if i had the right gear it might be high enough to do something useful okay that maybe but that little thing we built was not the right gear no but do you think it would have broken my fall a little bit like would it have slowed me down enough for any good I don't know. It was slowed you down some, maybe, but... Because if you, if you were in, like, third grade and I was in about fifth grade... It would have weighed, what, 50 pounds? small. Yeah. <laughs> 50 pounds. I don't know, but I would have been little. Mm -hmm. So it is plausible that it would not take very much... Like, it wouldn't take right. a full adult-sized parachute right. to keep me afloat. And really, I don't need to be kept afloat. I just need to be kept from crashing into the mm -hmm. ground. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I saw one video of some guy in russia dangling a parachute down from like a window ledge on a building then just like jumping out and over it and then falling far enough so they actually like engaged 
like the parachute actually like caught the air he was able to like land safely but just jumping off of like an apartment building yeah no i don't want to do that yeah, only in russia i do want to go hang gliding at some point mm-hmm. i would not want to do skydiving because i don't want that that initial drop without a parachute mm-hmm. i want yeah. to just hang glide so i'm already like as soon as i go i'm supported by the wing and then i can right, just yeah. tootle around did you see the video of the guy who was going on like an instructed hang gliding thing but he wasn't secured properly before they took off so he was just like dangling as they went no it went around on reddit a while back hmm. i think and this guy was just like holding on for you like the guy tried to land early but wasn't able to make it so he's just like looking for a spot to land and the guy's just like hanging on for dear life yeah because you can't like they went off a mountain yeah you can't hang like that for very long without your hands and arms giving out yeah i think he like tore a muscle or something in one of his arms and yeah not a good time what are the other endeavors we have done with Christine? There's the Calvin and Hobbes inspired club that we tried to do. Mm-hmm. And I yep. think she said she didn't want to be part of it after, like I mentioned it sometime recently and she like wasn't a fan of the idea of replicating a Calvin and Hobbes club. Yeah. Um, was she in on our idea of like gluing quarters to the sidewalk? I feel like she was definitely watching from the window with us, hoping someone would grab the quarter. Yeah. There were all kinds of things with getting into sleeping bags, going down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. That's a good time. Oh, do you remember when the three of us dug the very elaborate snow tunnels in the mm. front yard, like after a blizzard, and we had like the connecting tunnels, and we had yeah. little lights and glow sticks in there? Those are so fun. Yeah, a lot of tunneling yeah. in our background. <laughs> and then, I mean... We kind of dragged her into speech and drama in high school. She did mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. She memorized. She can present a speech. Yeah. Excellent public speaker. And now she's doing forensics for college mm-hmm. for a scholarship. So that's great. Yeah. And I mean, there's musical stuff. For mm-hmm. one year, we all got to be in pep band together because in high school, the eighth graders are allowed to join the high school pep band kind of get him used to it Mm -hmm. so since christine was a flutist she got to join me at my music stand and that was a lot of fun yeah as for like regular band stuff she started on flute like you did but then she also moved to the bassoon uh like her sophomore or junior year i think no it was her sophomore year because i think right after freshman year the instructor was like hey there's too many flutes and, and mm. the bassoonist left, can you please learn bassoon over the summer? Right. And then she did it, sophomore, junior, senior. Like, mm. she still plays flute as well yeah. for pep band, because you can't bring a bassoon to pep band. Like, impossible. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird, because, like, she picked that up, and I, like, just picked up the French horn as well, which is another really weird instrument. So, yeah, we were kind of our band director's golden children who just picked up the instruments no one else wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for taking what nobody else would do. Mm-hmm. Didn't you guys want to put together like a a music the Misfits festival Quartet. entry? We actually did. Did you get to do that? Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, no, it was a whole thing. So like, I'd found a very specific piece of music that was for one French horn, one bassoon, one oboe, or or was it two French horns? 
It might have been two horns, a bassoon, and a, uh, and an oboe. Okay. Which is a bad combination. And I think I'd originally wanted to do it with Zach, because we both played French horn, but we didn't get around to it that year. Mm-hmm. So I bought this music, and I... Oh, I think the problem was it didn't have a full score with it. So I had to, like, write it... I had to transcribe it all in this one, like, online browser-based music software, mm-hmm. which didn't go well. And I think somewhere along the line, I screwed up the transposing process by, like, changing the key for some of the instruments and not others. Oh. I don't know, because, you know, different instruments have different tunings, like trumpets are in B flat or whatever mm-hmm. some euphoniums are in E flat which I hate just call the notes what they are and move the notes on the paper it's fine it's okay you don't need to do that people yeah but yeah we we uh performed I had handed the judge my awful score and then like afterwards as we were talking they're just like yeah something's wrong with the papers that we got so I had to like try to transcribe that myself it's like Wait, you tried to do this yourself? And, like, you sounded impressed I'd, like, you know, at least tried to do it. I'm like, thanks. It wasn't good, but thanks. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, so who played then? Who was in it? It was uh, me, Christine, Lorraine on oboe, and I don't even remember if it was two horns or if it was, like, a clarinet instead. It, it, was it would make a, sense if it was a clarinet. Yeah. You know, that just might get been, all like, over. <laughs> that might have been, like, Josh or Shay or something. Okay. But, yeah, I I remember hearing about that, but I guess I didn't realize it actually came true that you got to be yeah. the Misfits. It finally happened. Nice. That's a good time. And, of course, you two shared the stage a few times in high school. Well, no, just the one time. The we Sherlock were, play. Yeah, we were both in Sherlock. Uh, she, I don't think... I don't believe she was in Little Women after that. No... Wait, no. Little Women had been my... Junior year, right? Or whatever, because the the Sherlock one was like your last play, wasn't it? So you, you both got to be in the Sherlock play, which is fun. And yeah, she's incredibly talented at music, and it's just not fair. And <laughs> she's the best student oh, out of the three of us. Yeah, I, uh, like, I'm, I'm a good student. But I'm not the best out of the three of us by any script of the imagination. And I was valedictorian of my high school class. Well, one of the Mm. valedictorians. And then so was Christine. But she had at least 100% in every class. She would have over 100% in science or whatever. Like, she she would go above and beyond. And so she definitely earned all the scholarships she got. It's just kind of crazy. Do you... Did you ever feel like you were expected to be a straight-A student because you were related to us? Kind of, yeah. Like, I think the lowest grade I ever got was, like, a B-minus on, like, geometry my freshman year. Last quarter, because I didn't read my grade sheet correctly, and there were a couple blanks on there, I thought they just hadn't been in yet. I hadn't turned them in. And so I didn't figure that out until the end of the year, and I didn't have a chance to, you know, put those in. So I think those two papers mm-hmm. are why I placed, like, seventh in my class instead of higher up. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah. Because I had more scholarship money. Yeah, but, I mean, other like, scholarship money, yeah, that matters. But 
after high school, no one really asks what your GPA was. No one really minds. I mean, you were still an honors student. Oh, yeah. You're clearly very intelligent. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, sometimes you miss an instruction or whatever. Yeah. I definitely did that. There was a chemistry test. It was either chemistry or advanced physical science, but it was with Mr. McDonald. There was a, a quiz where at the very top of the page, there was an instruction in red ink telling you specifically to do something. And for some reason, my brain skipped the red ink. Like, I didn't see it. I did not mm. see this instruction. So I did the whole thing wrong? I don't Ooh. know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just remembered, though, there's one other thing that Christine and I did outside, like, uh, theater and music. We both did academic Olympics together for two years. And oh. I got brought into it because... I think one of my other classmates had like bowed out of it or something and so teacher in charge of it had asked me like hey do you want to do this your sister's and I was like okay sure and then I show up to the like meeting or whatever and she's like ugh what are you doing here <laughs> she's like she's like she'd been looking for one thing she could do without me being around and then I came in and screwed it up oh man yeah and then like I think both times I did it I ended up like winning or getting first for like my grade level or whatever like every event i was in uh like we never made it in the team events i think we got like fifth or something like that but it's like mm-hmm. i would like get called up for one more thing like walk up th- grab the thing walk back down by the time i get back to my seat is the next thing and got called back up because like oh my gosh <laughs> Did, so many... um, she she definitely won stuff too though. Oh, I, absolutely. I she she, she definitely pile of really ribbons. Well. Yeah. yeah. More of those worthless little little trophies and medals that are just in a bag in the basement now. <laughs> That's so funny. I think we should do something for Christine even though she'll never hear this episode. Mm-hmm. I did ask if she cared if we mentioned her, if we made an episode about her. She does not care. She's not impressed by this podcast. She does not want to be part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll come up with some fitting way to honor her. Yeah. Her glare is most ferocious, youngest and quite precocious, a queen of quarantine with eyebrows rightly seen. Sibling number three is blonde but not forgotten. There you have it. Uh, We do love our sister, even though she wants to be a little distanced from us, and that is fine. But she gets to be her own person, and she definitely is quite independent. Thanks for listening to the Bad Idea Corner. We really appreciate you guys listening to us and our crazy ideas, and you can help us come up with more ideas over on Twitter at the Bad Idea Corner. And we'll keep turning out these episodes every other week, and we look forward to coming up with more stuff for you guys to listen to. Bye.